around until the end of the Space Creators podcast to find out how to win a free copy of NBA 2K22. Enjoy. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Space Creators podcast. And before we get into anything, 2K22 is on the way. The game might be good, it might be mid, it might be absolute dog shit, but guess what? You have a chance to get it for free by commenting in the comments of all of these videos. This will be the last podcast chance you have to do it. We it, This expires by September 9th, so make sure to comment how you feel about the podcast, previous 2Ks, or all that stuff in the chat below. We're gonna be taking those names. We're going to cycle through them. And if we find you, you can win a free copy of 2K22 on whatever platform of your choice. So yeah. But <laughs> now let's get into the episode. My name is Gifted X Blade. You can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all things gifted at Gifted X Blade. I appreciate the support. What's going on everybody? It's your boy K Caution. I'm out having nothing fancy today. We're just gonna get straight to the basketball talk. Um, follow me on Instagram at K underscore caution. If you want to follow me on Twitter, catch me up on there. It's caution underscore K. And remember, the caution is with a K, not a C. You see it either right there or right there. Somewhere y'all see it. What's the deal, gang? It's your boy Pierre. You can follow me on Instagram at official.pierre underscore. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore P underscore T. And make sure to follow the podcast at Space Creator Pod on Twitter and IG. Links are in the description. Um, so yeah, for y'all fellas, last night um, I began recording my first YouTube video on basketball. That'll be out soon. And I was talking about the Ben Simmons stuff. We still don't know exactly what's going to happen with that type of stuff, but it got me thinking of like how the East really is and like how even if he leaves, it's still going to be like a stacked ass East. And like specifically with what Brooklyn just did, which by the way, they fleeced. I'm sorry, bro. But now they have cash space to resign James Harden and Kyrie Irving to max deals alongside Kevin Durant. Brooklyn just eating, man. They just eating. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy to watch. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, bro. Yeah, man, it's weird, bro. It just seemed like, it seemed like the Nets and the, Lakers have like 30 roster spots. This is weird. Every yeah. week somebody pops up, well, I'm going this team, I'm going to this team. Um, that brings us to DeAndre Jordan going to the Pistons originally uh, for Sekou Demboya and was it uh, Jaleel Okafor and a couple of picks. Mm-hmm. So they traded him for that and then they bought him out and he signed with the Lakers. I did not expect that whatsoever. I didn't know the Lakers still wanted another yeah. big man. That was just out of left field for me personally. It felt um, kind of redundant yeah. to me, bro. Like, why would you yeah. sign? I didn't really like that move. Out of like, I get it, right? But the funny part is, if you're on Twitter, you get to watch these Laker fans do flips because they was bashing DeAndre Jordan for the Nets all the time. Now that they got him, it's like, oh, now in our offense, we're gonna be able to unlock him. Like, no, bro, I. I said this all year last year, and y'all heard me say this. DeAndre Jordan is washed. I said it, right? I just feel that way. And I'm not sure how much playing time he'll even give the Lakers, but I think what this, hopefully not, right? But honestly, what this has me fearing is really how many minutes Anthony Davis will play at the five. Because the move, 
on making everything work with LeBron and with Westbrook is if Anthony Davis is at the five. And with all these big men they got on the roster, this is really starting to make me think that it's cap and he's not going to be at the five. I don't know no more, bro. Yeah, I don't think he will at all. Um, maybe in one specific lineup once they figure it out. But if you have all of these live threats, all of these big guys that really only can do, they can, I guess, operate in one area. Why yeah. put Anthony Davis there? Use him as a, a four, as usually right. is, you know, stretch him out. Um, but they're definitely loading up on size. I see what the Lakers are doing. They're trying to intimidate yep. everybody. Um, Andre Drummond, well, he's not on there anymore. But I guess they to are. replace him, they got DeAndre Jordan. So you, that's a lob threat. He's quick enough on his feet where he can, you know, run the floor. Um, he's not the best defensively, but he is a big body. So I guess they're just trying to use a lot of these, like, uh, plug-and-play big men to fill up that spot because Davis can't play the four and a five. I wouldn't want him to play the four or five. He don't even um, want to okay. play the five, to be honest. I exactly. know he don't want to play the five. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, it'll probably be one specific lineup where he does play the five. The majority of the time, he's going to be the four. Yeah, he might get hurt playing the five. It's just a lot of contact down there, and it's, I don't think he wants that. I just, I just, It just feels weird because all of the reports around them getting this star point guard was, was around Anthony Davis playing the five and LeBron playing the four. And to me, like, you getting him – kind of nullifies those talks, but at the same time, the only way this move makes sense is if Mark is not trying to come back because Mark on this team was a big dude who could shoot threes and fine, cool. If they can't get him, then I can kind of understand this move. But even then, like I saw stretches where this man DeAndre Jordan was damn near unplayable in games. Like their defensive rating without him was better, which is kind of tough. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I will say, um, I will say that I guess the second unit, whatever that unit may be, I and mean, again, that's my main thing. What are these lineups looking like? I need to see Frank Vogel lay this out. Can't wait to see it. But Westbrook and insert center here can be a good second unit because you know Westbrook, he's he demands a lot of attention. He's very fast. He's a great passer, so he can use those guys as lob threats, and I think that can elevate them when LeBron is off the bench or on the bench. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it might work out. It's just what's happening on the other side of the floor. Like Dwight Howard, you don't have to worry about. He can play defense. Um, he's very big. People are scared to try to go in on him. But like DeAndre Jordan, even though he's a big body and obviously he's, you know, better defensively just because his size, he's not like a, a shot blocker or somebody that you hold in high regard like that. So, um, yeah, they got to figure that out. Yeah, man, I it's so hard for me because overall, I like what the Lakers did. They have depth at a lot of their spots, which is good. But I think what the Nets did is even better. They got Aldridge. They got Paul Millsap. On this team, Seku doesn't have to do anything but play defense and catch oops all day. And you like. Playing? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, but I'm not, just not saying. <laughs> he might take he the minutes of Alizé Johnson. Right. Like, you know, a couple minutes here and there. All I'm saying is if he like, was to play. Game, like, him out, right? Maybe. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> if he was to play, his only role is defense and oops. We all know that. And I'm just saying, like, what better team for him to be on with all of this space and around him? You know what I mean? So 
I just liked your moves because from a cap perspective, you're now able to to re-sign James Harden and Kyrie because they open up $47 million off of their books to extend those guys. So I think that was a really big power play for them, not just for this season, but as far as the upcoming seasons, right? So for me, it's it's hard because I think an argument can be made that they have the best roster in the league. Right. So I don't know. Um, it's going to yeah. be interesting how all that uh, uh, pans out. And then Okafor, um, you think they're keeping him for a year? If they do, I think he could be a, a good piece, like a big man that can move a little bit. Um, you know, kind of middle of the pack, but he can definitely help the team out. Rebounding is how yeah. he helps out. Yeah, they, they need, need that. Bigger guys that can rebound. So, yeah. I don't think it hurts because if your ultimate goal is trying to beat the Lakers or even going up, even playing teams that have size like the Bucks, right? Having bigger guys that can play big when you need to is always a net positive. But shoot, Aldridge and Millsap alone really fixed that. So I'm curious. I'm not going to say this team doesn't have any holes, but goddamn, that roster is amazing, bro. Yo, it's hilarious, dog. Bro, what? Dog. Me and this boy putting up the trash can, floating down a river on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, you I see that Ben Simmons fire. joint? Yeah, nah, nah, nah. That was that was actually wild. Bro. Was that like an actual broadcast? Yes, that was an actual oh. news broadcast yes. in Philadelphia, bro. Yes. Uh, yes. I thought it was just supreme editing. I'm like, okay, it ain't no, no way they just put this on live TV. I don't know. Yo, they did. They did. It bro. was like, like breaking wow. news. Best series is rapidly leaving Philadelphia, and they showed trash going down the water. That that shit was tough. That, that killed me. I know. I'm like, dang, they for real on that? A small nah. feeling they gonna regret this in about a year and a half. Yeah, I mean that's why Ben Simmons is gone, right? Listen, I don't care how bad I play. If you come out in the press conference as my teammate talking shit public to the media. You can say whatever you want privately. Cool. But to say that and expose that to the media, it's just corny, bro. It's just corny. Right? So, I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons is a whole pack. I'm tired of talking about him so much, though. I just want it to happen already because every week it's like, where's Ben Simmons going? Where's... I don't know no more. Ain't gonna lie, though. It's like that playoff uh, run, he kind of, like, lowered his trade stock because he was going to... It was bad. Yeah, so that's why it's yeah. taking longer. That's why... I, when he said he wanted to go somewhere, I'm thinking, like, bro, ain't nobody about to trade for you right now. Because, like, especially Philadelphia asked for too much. Like, too much. And I'm like, bro, did y'all just see what he did in the playoffs? Yeah. Last year? Nah, bro. Nah. I get the marketing behind why you would try to do that because if you sell them high, then they'll buy at the price that you really wanted. But you can't do that with Ben Simmons specifically based on what we just saw. Like, it's right. very hard for them. Like, they, they're going to have that recency bias. And they're perfectly, like, you're 100% justified to have that, too. So I get it. I do get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's, here's what I want to ask y'all, right? And this this is a question specifically for Pierre, because I know you focus Nuggets a little bit. Oh yeah, have you seen the Yogi's videos about what? So it's, so it's in general, they show Yogi's workout videos, and this man lost 
an insane amount of weight. And I'm saying, like, he looked like a lean machine. And the biggest knock on him was nothing offensively. In my opinion, Jokic has no hole offensively in his game at all, bar none whatsoever. It's the defense. And I was a lot of it because he was slow. He was too big in certain aspects. He looking like a monster, bro. Like, I don't. Hey, listen. I don't. Uh Uh Yeah, it's looking nice, bro. He he looking Uh real good, bro. I feel like that lateral quickness is picked up by 10. Yeah. My God, bro. I mean, I ain't gonna lie though. We seen Yogi slim down before. We seen that. Not like, like this, bro. Come yeah, go ahead, look in there. Go ahead, look in there real quick. Uh, the producer will probably show the picture of him right now. But yeah, Man hold look on. Nah, he's looking like Luka Doncic right saying. now. Hold he's, on. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like that. That looks kind of wild, bro. That looks kind of wild, bro. It's I'm bad. just saying, Pierre. Oh, it's bad. Hey, Pierre. I'm watching Nuggets every this year. I'm watching every single Nuggets game. I'm about to get lead pass just for the Nuggets. I ain't gonna lie to you. And my thing is, arguably, I know this sounds crazy, but arguably, with no Jamal Murray on the team, and Jokic looking like this, and us knowing that he's durable, and he plays a lot of the games, you can make an argument for him to be a back-to-back MVP. I know it's gonna be tough. I know. I understand that. But the narrative is a big part of it. And the narrative is going to be that you kept this team afloat with no Jamal Murray. And then once he got back, y'all took off again, right? So mm-hmm. he has a higher chance than a lot of people would say. Y'all I think. think the Nuggets can be like a top three team in the East? I mean, oh, wow. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah, even though Murray is a big no plus in their, in their roster, man, I think so, bro. Jokic just brings too much. He can fill up anything. If he, okay, if he doesn't have somebody to pass it to, he can get in there himself, like, and he takes such weird shots. People, the defense doesn't expect it, and they can't do anything about it because he's so tall. Like, he'll just turn around and just have a ball like Larry Bird in the back of his head and just shoot it up right in front of you. It's like, what, what, what can I do with that? And then he could see anybody on the court because he's towering over people. Man, I, I love you. I, I love him. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. Such a weird player. And I try not to, like, overrate or or underrate any player. But the thing that makes me mad is the way that I view basketball personally, right, is I really evaluate players on how they can play. And I understand playing defense is very, very important. I'm not saying it's not, right? But my thing is when you're an offensive engine of a team, like a LeBron, right, like a Jokic, like a James Harden, like a Luka Doncic, at a certain point, that value on the court is bigger than you being some guy that is a two-way player. And I value that oh, a whole yeah. lot. Yeah. Right. Right. So from my perspective, like, I can understand people saying Jokic is a better basketball player than what Anthony Davis is. Because as great of a player as Anthony Davis is, he's not an offensive engine. The difference is his defense, he's a defensive engine. Right. So it's really about what you value more. And I definitely understand people saying why they would take him before Jokic because ultimately there is a narrative around him to where you cannot win a championship with your five not playing defense in the pick and roll. It's just not possible. And I can understand that. I get that. But the value he gives you offensively, bro, like he has an argument to be the best offensive player in the league because of what he gives you. He has a chance. He has a chance because – 
There's not one thing on the offensive end of the court Jokic cannot do, even from a scoring level. He's a true three-level scorer. You see these Dirk-ass contested fadeaways he be doing. Like, his 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 offensive game is so massive, right? Then you so, don't do it, don't. That's it. That's it. That's he really don't even really need to do that. He don't even need to do that for real, right? I seen the, I seen a video of some kids. He was ever got a camp. They was asking for dunk. He said, like, "I don't need to dunk." Yeah, I never see see my dunk. You see my game? You didn't see me dunk. I'm like, dunk the ball, dunk. I'm just saying the Jokic of the past didn't dunk. But you can't look at that picture right there that we just saw and tell me you can't see this man booming that shit a little bit. You can see it. You mm-hmm. can see it. So I'm just saying I can understand why. Like, that's why he's a top five player to me. Because in my opinion, he's the best big man in the entire league. His offensive package is there. The question marks are only on the defensive side of the ball. And every year I've seen him get better to some degree. So I can even get that. But just... Yeah. And even if he doesn't, like, improve significantly, I feel like, okay, since he's the center and the playmaker, it kind of takes away from his big man roles. Like, he's not going to be in the paint just watching everybody, waiting on somebody to come in and try to block it, right? So, you know, I feel like the Nuggets um, need a strong four, like a four that's really a five, but mobile to kind of fill up for that space. Yes, exactly. That should be Aaron Gordon. And it, that I, feel, be Aaron I feel like that that trade was very good because, like you said, as soon as they had him, they went on the streak, man. They were man. The defense was looking crazy. So I think, yeah, like Aaron Gordon, he's a solid, tall dude. He can stretch. Um, I didn't even know he could shoot like that. Uh, but he was doing pretty good, man. Boy, yeah. I know he and I'm saying, like when you make Aaron Gordon, right, a fourth option, and you have Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter before him, that team is dangerous. That team is very, very dangerous. I do not, I do not want to sleep on them, bro. I don't. I no, don't. you better not sleep on them nuggets. You better not. Don't do that. As good as Anthony Davis is as a player, bro. Like the shit that Jokic gives you offensively, I think is enough to overcome that and make him a better player than AD. That's just, that's just how I feel, right? And I know people are gonna play at the bubble, and I don't want to take much away from the bubble. But motherfuckers doing crazy shit in that bubble, bro. <laughs> TJ Warren. AD, bro, listen. AD had the most efficient stretch of his career in that bubble. And, and I, I don't know if he can play like that every single playoffs. I wouldn't expect that. So for me, it's like, damn, bro. Like, and you know what I like? It's, it's an underrated uh, trait about Jokic. Like, what? everybody knows he's a, a playmaker and things like that. But he, the way he controls the offense is crazy. Uh, case in point, I think it was game five of the first round when they were going against Dame. And Dame was hitting those crazy shots, man. That was one of the right. best best two quarters I've seen. But um, yeah. as soon as Lillard hit a crazy three, Jokic just calm. Make sure everybody else is calm going down the court. We're going to make the right play. We're not about to rush nothing. We're not about to uh, do nothing any, do nothing too hastily. We're just about to go in, make the right shot, come back. Hopefully Dame don't make it. Oh, he do? Okay, he's going to take it back again. We're going to control them because they, you know, trouble is real hype. They, they wanted to win. They had a lot of energy. And, um, you know, Jokic just calmed it down. And I think that's a, a underrated trait by him. Every time I, when Dame went back, Jokic was on the other end making a basketball decision. The dot to Michael Porter Jr. in that corner, that crazy-ass shot that he hit. Jokic is seeing the floor like that, right? And from my perspective, Anthony Davis's biggest weakness on the basketball court 
is playmaking, especially when he's double teamed. If you double team Jokic, he's killing you. He's destroying you, right? So that's kind of what I look at. Um, very Tim Duncan-esque in certain ways. So I don't know. I don't know. Plays at his own pace, doesn't get rattled by anything. He doesn't, bro. He He's an absolute killer. And, like, a guy that's just like him that we don't talk about at all is Luka. It's Luka, man. Like, I understand he hasn't been out of the first round. I wouldn't 100% get that. But as far as being able to slow the pace down, not being the fastest, most athletic player on the court, but still being able, still being able to dominate as the best player, Luka was fucking the Clippers up. Let's just keep it a band, right? Like, <laughs> of course. Here. If, if they don't play the Clippers, you can argue that that team – goes even further in the playoffs, maybe even gets to some type of conference finals. I don't know. But Porzingis didn't get hurt. That first go around. That first go around, I ain't going to That first go around, hey, listen. Dallas had him, bro. They had him in that first go around. I'm not even going to lie, bro. That game winner, Luka hitting shit like that, yeah, bro. Like, I just think coming into another season where they are compromised, I think the Mavericks are not going to play the Clippers in the first round. And to me, if they play a team like the Jazz or the Suns, man, man, bruh, that's tough. Like, I don't know who I would pick if that was to happen. Who would y'all pick? Who would y'all pick in that? You said Dallas and Jazz. Jazz. If you do Dallas versus the Suns, Suns or Dallas versus the Jazz. I say Jazz win that. Right. At least right now, because I just think their team is fuller. And they have a, a better offensive system. I know Lucas is, is probably the best player out of everybody on the court, but um, That's if you don't right. have anybody to help, it's going to be hard down the stretch. I would take the Mavericks because they have zero perimeter defense. They're putting a lot of it specifically on what Royce O'Neal can do you. And I don't believe that Gobert is like – I think Lucas is going to expose the shit out of Gobert in that drop, bro. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't bro. about that. You forgot about French toast. Yeah, man. Another element, bro. I, hey, I hold on. What's his name? They call him French, French toast. toast. I heard it before. Y'all were saying it, so I, like, we going to keep that going. You know how I call KD7 play Jesus? I call KD7 play Jesus. We're going to call uh, we'll what's French toast. French yeah. toast. Yeah. Or sirloin steak. You can do that. So, yeah, well, either way, you're getting cooked on all sides. So, you know, it's it all sides. So, it's like, yeah. Is if you eat beef or not, I don't know. Are you a vegetarian? You get you call them French toast. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I look at these teams in particular because for me, when I have to evaluate how good teams are, I try to look at like what the narratives are, right? And I specifically like brought up those teams because. That's the composition of who the favorites are in each conference. And as of right now, the four big guys is mainly the Nets, the Bucks, Golden State, and the Lakers. Those are the four. Those are the four teams to me that if if everything goes right for those teams, they can actually win a NBA championship. And for me personally, there's a lot of narrative talk that we have to like have to lay out now. So if it happens later, we can clip these moments and say we were saying this in the offseason when no one was on shit. Because specifically, if the Bucks beat the Nets, if the Bucks beat the Nets, listen, 
A lot of people said Kevin Durant was five foot away. I get that. I look at Tony. You see it, man. You see it. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> we watched that game together. We also oh watched God, AD bro. miss every shot in overtime. Is that true? He's by himself. He's by himself. Right, right, right. Even with Joe Harris there. But, right. But it matters. Yeah, Joe Harris had all the wide open looks. He, he was. Bigger. I'm like, yes. oh my God. How are you yes. a shooter, man? Overpaid for being a shooter, did not perform in the playoffs. Cool. But I'm saying, imagine this. Mm-hmm. If the Bucks beat the Nets at full health in the playoffs. Do you understand what the narrative is going to be? All of that toenail away shit, all that goes away. Right? All of that goes away. That doesn't exist anymore. The narrative is Kevin Durant cannot win without super teams. Specifically, he can't win without Steph and Golden State. That's what the narrative is. But this is a super team, though. No, no, no. Yeah, right. But I'm saying a super team like Golden State level to where it's like you have a guy like Steph Curry because the narrative is he cannot win without Steph. That's going to be the narrative. Mm -hmm. Giannis's shit is going to be elevated to such a high level because the only way they're going to beat them is if Giannis is the best player on the court for the entire series. That is the only way, right? Because even though I personally believe Giannis is better than KD, you can argue KD dominated more games in that series than Giannis did, right? Even in the game seven when Giannis had 40, Kevin Durant had an even bigger performance the game before that. And we remember that game because they won that game and they really had nothing but KD and also Jeff Green. So I'm saying if the Bucs come into this season and they play the Nets in the playoffs and they win, you know what the narratives are going to be. And I'm saying, man, Person are gonna be on fire. It's gonna be bad. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't see it, but I get it. I get it. But you that. know, of all people, what I'm talking about, Pierre. I'm looking at you. You know what I'm talking about, Pierre. If that shit happens, you hey, hey, bro, hey, bro. But I'm just saying, like, if Giannis is able to go that far, like. I think for me, the thing that annoys me the most about the way Giannis is talked about as a player is they look at the way that he dominates and they compare it to stars like a Steph, like a Harden, like, right? Like guys who can create their own shot and shoot jump shots. I get that, right? But I'm seeing this man do it on both ends of the floor. I'm seeing a closeout game six where they were down 0-2. People were saying, Chris Paul, the point guy, it's fun to have himself another championship. Like, like he's about to be that guy, and I'm seeing Giannis dominate on both ends of the court. And to me, the reason why people hesitate to put Giannis up there is of his offensive game. They don't like the aesthetic of it, even though he's still dominating. And I'm saying, beating a team like this, that aesthetic shit goes out the window. Yeah, he has a weird game because he's basically a center with handles. So instead of yep. getting the ball in the, in the uh, post, and doing his work, he can take the ball down there and do it. Um, so when you when you see somebody handling the ball, you expect them to be a playmaker. You expect them to shoot because that's what people outside of the paint do. So um, yeah, man, like he Giannis is slowly destroying all these narratives about him. He destroyed the whole "I can't get past the wall" thing. Um, I do still want to see him because I think specifically if you have Giannis being guarded by like. 
an elite playmaker. Say with the Raptors when they played the Raptors. You had Kawhi yeah. Leonard guarding them face to face. And then once if he got past Kawhi Leonard, he had multiple dudes to get past. I think that would still work. But that's for anybody. Because if you got right. Kawhi Leonard on you in front of you, even if you get past them, you're probably gonna be stumbling, you're probably gonna be losing the ball a little bit. And then it's just five, it's just four or three people right in front of you just waiting like this. So uh, I still want to see if he can get past that. Um, I don't know what team would prove that. I don't know what team has like an elite, like defensive three or four, and then some doc, some guys waiting on you like Not that. Not in the East. Not in the East. I'll tell you, maybe a, Heat, maybe Heat, Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers, Lakers. are the team. Giannis, bro, bro, imagine the narrative around Giannis. If Giannis beats the Brooklyn Nets, goes to the finals, against the Lakers and beats them, beats LeBron specifically. Because a lot of people still believe LeBron is the best player because every single year we've said LeBron's the best player, LeBron's the best player, right? And I'm one of those guys where I've said that every single year, but I feel differently this year. If Giannis goes in there and has a season like that where they go all the way to the finals and beat them, can you imagine what the talks are going to be about Giannis? It's going to completely... two super teams. You would have to beat two super teams. That's that's never been done before. That's never been done before, right? So two super teams, and you're not on a super team. Yeah. That nah, I don't know. He ain't on a super team. He's yeah, on a well constructed team. team. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Do not say the Bucks are super team. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Come on, bro. Who's super, who super on that team, bro? Nah, 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 nah. Stop the cap. Pierre, holiday. No. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. So, did he the super team? The Heat. Heat? Wait, this year? Yeah. Yes. Mm. But see, that's what makes it disingenuous because your ass talking about all star. Two all stars. They're three got all star, but they're not a super team. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna break it down for you, Pierre. Mm. This is how, listen, this is how I operate, right? To be a super team, you have to have one of the following: a superstar with two stars or top fifteen players, right? That so is that's not the Bucks. Giannis. Is, are you saying Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are two top fifteen players? You you had none of those players in your top fifteen. Damn near your top twenty-five. Not my fifteen. Okay. I mean, Drew Holiday up there, though. Drew, Drew Holiday, everybody, no, no, everybody no. asked who's the most underrated dude in the league. Everybody knows Drew Holiday. I'm saying top 15. Are you saying Drew Holiday is a top 15 player in the league? You're not. Because we literally no. had an episode on this and he wasn't. No, I, no, I, I, I don't think I had him in my... I don't think I said it. Before. I think that's a greatly constructed team. That's some good moves. I don't think it's super, a super team. is like... An I'm just saying that's two all-stars and a well-defensive point guard. Who no, no. Everybody says... A great says, team. A great team. You're just saying yeah. that's two all stars and that's that's three guys right there, bro. But it's not a super team, though. That's the that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, bro. We know Phoenix the Nets a are team. a super team. They're not. They're not. We we know the Nets are a super team primarily because you have Kevin Durant, who is a like top five player. Right. Right. Same thing with the Lakers. They have LeBron. They have Anthony Davis, and they have Westbrook. Right. They have a guy Hello. like. Two guys that arguably when healthy are top five players, and you have Russell Westbrook, who when healthy is arguably a top 15 player. 
right? So to me, those are the two 15? super teams when healthy. Like, like, 15. like, bro. yes, 15. Yes, 15, well, it's still 15. Man, nah, I'm, not, I'm not putting him in no 11. No, no, wait, wait, wait. No, I do feel you. No, no. I'm saying when Russell Westbrook is in the season healthy and playing at that MVP level, there's no way he's not a top 15 player. I'm saying like post All Star break, Russell was the MVP candidate, was he not? Like, like I mean, of course, that's it. That's how you go, Tom. Right, right. I'm just saying that that guy is a top 15 player. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, that's the way that I look at it, and I'm just saying. For the Bucks to, to do that and beat these teams, that puts them in an elevated pantheon. It's kind of like what the 2000, 2011 whole Dirk team did when they went through and they smashed all these teams and no one had them on shit. Favorite teams. Right. It's going to be like that, but even more elevated because you beat two, like two teams expected to meet in the finals. That's something crazy. But at the same time... The yeah. yeah. Right. So at the same time, for me, when it comes down to all of these narratives, can you imagine the Golden State narrative? I got to see them play. I guess because they had a you know a couple of years of not having Klay Thompson. I just it's hard for me to just see Fair. football like that. But again, I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it. I just need to see it. I need to see that first week. I'm just itching for basketball, bro. Open the night, I'm going crazy, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, what you're saying is 100% valid. I'm just saying, let's think of the proper narrative. Golden State comes back. Klay Thompson's fully healthy. Steph, Draymond, and Klay Thompson are back on the court with Andrew Wiggins and or Ben Simmons. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm just saying that squad beats the Lakers, goes to the finals, and beats the Nets. I'm just, I just want to envision what the narratives are going to be. If Stephen Curry beats Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA Finals. You think they're going to try to flip it to Steph can't win without Klay Thompson? Hmm? No, 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 no. Ain't no way they're going to say that. You want to know why they're not going to say that? Because when you come together and you're able to beat the Brooklyn Nets, you need everybody. Klay Thompson going to have to be Klay Thompson. Draymond going to have to be Draymond. You know what I mean? Like, Steph is going to have to be Steph. Everybody got to be on point. Everybody gonna be on point. And I'm just saying, if that happens, whoo, bro, listen. I'm, every AD, gonna try, I'm telling you, somebody gonna tell me, like, bro, notice how he, when, when uh, Clay Thompson is bro, gone, he can't win. Nah. And the team is AFC. But the reason why no one's gonna say that is because for you to beat the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant is, is such a like unfathomable thing for this team to do that if it does happen. The KD haters are going to be a lot stronger than that side. The people that hate Kevin Durant are going to be on his ass. Go ahead, Pierre. Hold on. Are you talking about if Clay Thompson is not there, they beat the Knicks? No, 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 no. Hell no. Uh, I was about Hell to say, no. hold on, bro. Hell you you no. kind of, no. you kind of, hold no. on, bro. No. I was no. sipping no. on some cognac. <laughs> I was about to say, hold they on. They need Clay Thompson. They need Clay Thompson, but I'm just saying, if that happens, you get what I'm saying, right? Like the narrative is going is going to be flipped on its absolute head if that does happen for the Warriors. That would be crazy. That would be absolutely insane, right? I think Steph Curry is going to be looked at in a much higher light. I feel like a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people often count him out, and I 100% get all of that to a certain degree. But ultimately. If he's able to elevate his play to where they're winning and he's the best player on the court, that narrative is going to be wild, son. 
That's a wild narrative. I'm just saying, like, that is a that is a crazy ass narrative that will be out there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, it, it could be a lot of crazy narratives, like say, okay. Like the Pistons, like the Pistons coming through with just winning the championship. If they get in the playoffs, I think the world's about to end. Niggas make like the playoffs, the world's going to be like, wow, Kate is like that. Kate yeah. is Kate the next coming of LeBron James. That's going to be the narrative. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want to hear that, bro. I really don't. <laughs> I don't, man. And you from Detroit, too. That's really what that ESPN shit killing me. I bro. seen him at Hush the other day about to get some bus. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, he already got it. Hey, listen. <laughs> he rocked he with the Buffies. He, he, he went to Hush. He, he got something like that. Uh, pick his up from the governor of the house. Because she, yeah, they trying oh, to get yeah. hers uh, confiscated and shit. <laughs> So, I just, I, I cannot wait for basketball. Um, but another team that no one is talking about, and I understand why, but this team went so far and surpassed all expectations. The the Atlanta Hawks, bro. Trey Young is like that, y'all. I know, like. I know, like, a, a lot of people don't believe in Trey because he's small, this and that. The next coming is Steph Curry. Whatever. This Hawks team, like, um, I've talked to a lot of fans in the NBA Twitter space community, and a lot of teams have this team as the third best team in the East. What do y'all think about that? I thought they was wilding for that. But I can understand why they would have that. Uh, so you telling me Brooklyn or... Milwaukee. So who's the third team, basically? I still got to Atlanta. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put the 76 over because I wanted to just beat them. I couldn't Fair do enough. that. Atlanta okay. just beat them. Let me think, though. Let me make sure. Are you talking about seeding-wise? Because, like... I'm talking about best teams in the East. It goes Nets. It goes Bucks. And then Atlanta. Because people have told me that if there was a playoff series, that they would take the Hawks over the Heat. And to me, that's a good-ass series, but I'm taking Heat. The only way I would say I would take the Hawks over the Heat is because the Hawks are already constructed. Mm, okay. And you still got like more guys to integrate on the Heat, so they still got to learn each other. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Wow, that's that is a good series. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not mad at anybody saying Atlanta is three, but yeah, I think I, it's I just, teams I mean, that easily can be there too. Like seven six could be there. The Heat can be there if you know everything goes good. I think a Will is already. I think he's a a great plug in and play player. Yeah, you know what I mean. You just gotta have him running his offense, play some defense. That's it. I think he can do that. See, it's hard for me with the Atlanta thing. Because they beat Philadelphia, but I put a lot of that on Doc Rivers having a five-man lineup that came off the bench playing in game seven. Like, his coaching historically has been absolutely trash. But at the same time, Doc Rivers is still there. That's why I don't even look at them. Philadelphia will never be on shit as long as you have Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons at the point guard. To me, they're never going to win any type of championship no matter what. That's what I believe. 
So for me personally, it comes down to the Hawks versus the Heat. And I personally think that as good of a team as the Hawks are, if it's crunch time, I would take Jimmy Butler, Bam, Lowry, Oladipo, and Duncan Robinson over what the Hawks have to offer. Just because from a defensive standpoint, this team is loaded. They got P.J. for the free. Like, defensively, they're going to be able to blow up a lot of things the Hawks like to do. But at the same time, the Hawks got a a lot of young guys who could take leaps. Cam Reddish might take that leap this season. We don't know. Right? I think he will. And like, yeah, yeah, what you saying with the, with the heat? Like I wouldn't, I don't. Like I can see where somebody coming from with Atlanta, but yeah. I, well, now what you saying? I, I can I can see the heat too. Heat as number three, and then Fox four. Yeah, I can see heat that. Are a lot uh, more prominent on defense for sure. Like yeah. all of those guys can switch to, except uh, Lowry, but he's he's a great point guard defender. Like, you know what I'm saying? Great if there's somebody guard, around yeah. his size, he can lock in. I think a lot of the times uh, Trey Young was getting open um, at the three. I don't know how that happened. Probably from, like, pick and roll. You know, Bam can switch off with that. Uh, Kyle Lowry would probably stick to Trey Young like glue. I think Bam um, is a top three defender in the league, yeah, especially he got Jimmy Butler as too. far as being that mobile. Yeah. Jimmy, he oh, can... Oh, Pierre not rocking with that. Hey, go. No. I'm saying what 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 the producer just typed on his thing. A word? A word? Hang on. Hang on. Let me see what he, he typed. Oh wow! I'm gonna read it off for everybody. Uh, yeah. He said he's referring to Kyle Lowry. He said that damn ass be perfect counter rate. Oh my god! He put he's definitely a top five thick, thickest <laughs> players in the league. Easily Kyle Lowry. Easily. Speaking of Kyle Lowry and thickness, bro, what did you say about um? You know what I'm talking about because we, we were supposed to bring it up on the spaces about uh, Mr. Felton. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So who would you All say? Right, so 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 okay. So I will say this for the viewers. Here's what I said, right? If Raymond Felton was focused, like ever since birth, right? Like if he was really focused on the game of basketball, he's Chris Paul. He's Chris Paul. That's my thing. If you don't Raymond know if Raymond Felton, in, you don't know his hey, routine, bro. What if he, hey, what if he drink green smoothies hey, just like Chris Paul? Hey, bro. He just, he just ain't got it. Maybe he got too much ass. Like I could post a mixtape. I could post a compilation mixtape of Raymond Felton and Chris Paul side to side. And for certain stretches, you'd be like, damn. So you about to do that Kobe Jordan thing where it's like one of them trying to shoot and then they'll switch the other guy to shoot that exact same. Fuck Kobe Jordan. I could do Jordan Chris Middleton. And that shit look the same. I'm not going to lie. I I know. I just know you ain't got gems throughout this whole episode. Speaking facts and whatnot besides that buck stuff, right? And then you're going to follow that up with saying Raymond Felton, if... Could have been the next call. If he's locked in, if he's locked in, if he's locked in, he wasn't locked in, so we'll never know, right? I'm just saying. How you know he wasn't locked in? What, what if that was his lock? I know he wasn't locked in. I knew for fake he wasn't locked in, bro. How because you know? <laughs> he didn't exercise his thickness into what he could have been from a conditioning standpoint. So I already know he's not fully locked in. I know that, right? I'm just saying, if you put Chris Paul's basketball mind and his locked in body, into Raymond Felton's body. Hey, man, 
And you, you can't get past that little crab walk Chris Paul be doing in Philip Raymond Felton. He, he can't get past walk. that. He do be crab walking. You're not getting past that. Nah, I'm man. just saying. They ain't no. I mean, y'all no. saying no. I get it. I understand, but there's no way. I mean, you're just that's just, that's like saying if I were to be practicing every day by the trainer, I would be in the league right now. That's basically what you're saying. Like, well, yeah, I mean, if you, you get anybody true. locked in like like right, Chris, Paul, yeah, Chris Paul, because that's Chris see, Paul. See, 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 see. But look, sometimes, look, but sometimes, look. even if you're the same size, same height, you just don't have that motor. You don't have the the body. Like maybe it's some chemical imbalances in your body that don't allow you to get fast. Give like, Chris Paul Raymond Phelps's body and let him work on let him work on on Raymond Phelps's body, bro. Chris Paul is taking big boy charges. That's a fact. Even more than he does now. You can't tell me that's not true. I think if Raymond Phelps was locked in, he could be Kyle Lowry. Exactly, just like the producer just said. No, no, no. He he's. He's he's a little thicker than Kyle Lowry is though. That's my. So you you gauging it on how many Big Macs they eat and how how thick they are. That's you're not talking about basketball skill, basically. Not not Big Macs, but more so like the chopped cheese and shit. Like like, I mainly yeah. Chopped cheese, mainly that. Okay, yeah. Cheese steaks and stuff. So okay, so I guess you value. If you made it this far into the podcast, I want you to to go on YouTube and type in. Raymond Felton highlights and just watch the man play and then come back and post in the comments what you saw so you have a chance to get 2K22 and shit cool. Watch Raymond Felton highlights. That's really if what Brandon I'm trying Knight to Brandon Knight was bro. locked in, he'd be Kyrie, Kyrie, excuse me, Kyrie Irving, bro. That's what you're saying. Brandon Knight was like that. He was. Brandon Knight was like that. For like, for like half a year, man. Don't do that, bro. Hey, listen. <laughs> oh, Brandon Jennings, Brandon Knight. Wait, 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 wait. Low lights everywhere. He was good. He just got embarrassed too many times. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say one NBA name is gonna make Pierre wild out. You wanna know how I know what I'm saying is 100 facts? What happened when Reggie Jackson was locked in? Now, huh? Oh, okay. Okay, Pierre. So you're expecting him to do that again? No, no, no. Hey, hey, listen. It takes a lot of concentration to be that locked in. I'm just saying, if it was like, if he was that locked in, if he has the same amount of mental, like, like concentration, he he's that tapped in. It could happen again. I don't anticipate that happening, right? But I'm just saying. What happened when we seen Reggie locked in for real? What he do in the playoffs? See, man, get See? me out of here, bro. See, I'm, I I just refuse to talk about Reggie Jackson at this moment because uh, <laughs> he's a liar. Yeah. He's a cap star. Nah, nah, bro. I mean, I still be saying to a degree. I'm not. I'm never gonna say no. I'm not disrespecting Chris Paul saying that Raymond Felton, if locked in, could be Chris Paul. I'm not. You might be disrespecting Raymond Felton a little bit though. I wouldn't disrespect Raymond Felton. That's my thing for real. (laughs) (laughs) You got me looking like uh, Kevin Hart in Scary Movie Three right now. All this cap. I left. I left. 
thinking that it's gonna be over. When I come back, we still have Hell no, nah, it's not gonna be over. Nah, but listen, shit. where are you gonna get Raymond Felton comparisons? Only here on the Space Creator Podcast. Only, only here on the Space Creators Podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, that boy been all this stuff. Part, bro, for a long time. Last time I remember him was on the Knicks, bro. With JR. Yeah. Hey, That's the last time a, I remember hey, Listen, this is a true story. When Raymond Felton was washed and he was in OKC not really playing, the reason why they were able to come back in that game five against Utah, go look at the post-game interviews from that game. They credited Raymond Felton for his halftime speech that got the team going. They got Russell and Paul George going. It's not opinion. It's just facts. Why do I know this? Because I'm an NBA fan. I have to know this. It's my job. We take this podcast very, very seriously. So I know this stuff. I do. I'm trying. I'm trying, Jay. I'm trying, bro. So you in the you had the inside scoop on Raymond Felton's halftime speech. Hey, listen. I'm telling you. Listen, if you are watching this podcast, go look up those interviews and tell me I'm wrong. I leave trash, bro. I liked him on the Knicks, man. He did his things a lot. That's all I'm saying, bro. Just, 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 just running offense like Chris Paul, man. Look, I just want you to look up the post game interviews and look at the guy that they credited and tell me I'm wrong. Come back to this video, leave a comment to get a chance to get 2K22 for one, but also tell me if I'm wrong or not about Raymond Felton. Y- y'all let me know in the comments, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And you I'm know just how saying Chris Paul is. So you're saying if Raymond Felton was locked, locked in, he could be a top five point guard of all time. Listen, all I know is if you put Chris Paul and his intangibles and his brain and 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 his concentration to get to that level inside of Raymond Felton, all I'm saying is I would like to see it. But that's well, not what I like nothing because he is not like, locked in like that. He don't got the stats like that, man. You know Chris Paul be Raymond Felton? Hmm? Then would Chris Boyle be Raymond Felton? I'm sorry, what do you, huh? You just said, take Chris Paul, put him in Raymond Felton, basically. Uh-huh. So if you take Raymond Felton, put him in Chris Paul, Raymond Felton's Chris Paul, right? Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want, I, I don't even want to think about that shit, y'all. Um, that, hey, listen, listen, you put Raymond Felton on a vegetarian diet? Hey, bro. I don't know, big dog. I don't know, big dog, but look, 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 look. All I want to say is this is why you click in to watch us talk basketball. Because we're in the offseason, and I guarantee you if we're in season, Raymond Phelps' name is not even being brought up. So just accept that and look. It's brought up in the offseason, though. Nah, but it should be. He deserves that offseason credit. It should be. And meanwhile, you got... Take caution, oh. looking dark lane demo like like fucking Drake and shit. <laughs> but you know, Duh. hey. But yeah, See, this is we have two more minutes of free time. All right, just look up <laughs> Raymond Felton highlights. This is the Listen, most I feel like in internet history Raymond Felton has been talked about. Like, if there is cool. any podcast, if there is any podcast talking about Raymond Felton that we did, let us know in the comments. But I need y'all to comment. Don't let this video be one where it's like one, two, or three. Nah, comment on this Raymond Felton shit. It's going to be multiple clips. We talked about it for like 10, 15, whatever. Google the post-game interviews against Utah when they had Donovan Mitchell. You're going to see what I'm saying is fact. It's facts. It, 
It was game five. It was game five. So you said was Raymond Felton playing? Because I thought he stopped playing a no. while ago. No, he was okay. not playing. No, no, no. But his presence, as far as intangibles, he was able to accrue that when he wasn't playing. His playing career was already gone. But what he did for that team gave him that spark. You know what I'm saying? Like that. But that don't got nothing to do with his playing his game. No, but Chris Foster I'm saying, playing. I'm saying and he can do he that now. Play, if he could play, that will translate. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's, That's like saying, saying if Kwame Brown could play. No, no, no. no, no. Cut that out. Hey, 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 hey. It, look, please bleep. Hey, producer, bleep hey, that out, bro. Bleep that out. I just want to say <laughs> it's your host with the most. My name is Gifted X, but you can follow all the most of us. Bullshit. You hate me. You hating like shit right now. All I know is I'm the only one on this panel that had the Bucks winning the championship in the preseason and was correct. So you Fact. think you could just say Fact. anything Fact. just because you had the Bucks can. going and because you said Kevin Durant was going to go to the Warriors. I definitely well, if, there's, if KD didn't, if KD was... But that's the same shit. Yeah, if KD had smaller feet, he would be a, a, another NBA champion again. Listen. It's been your host with the most. My name is Gifted X Blade. You can follow me on on like all of our all of our things on the description below. I'm just saying, let's see what the fans think, bro. If you agree with me on my Raymond Felton take, comment. Drop a comment in the chat. I said the chat. Drop a comment in the comment section on YouTube and let us know. These clips are gonna be all over Twitter, I'm TikTok, so all that stuff. I'm so sick. I'm about to get comments. Hey. That's crazy. Hey. We gonna catch y'all next episode. Remember, this is the last episode to comment if you really want a chance to get a free copy of Two K Twenty Two. So you wow. better spam this shit up. Get Raymond Felton on my team, bro. They just want Two K Twenty Two, bro. That's all they want to comment. They're not even gonna comment on Raymond Felton. They just want okay. Okay. We gonna see, man. That's crazy, bro. We gonna end the podcast. We gonna head out. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Peace.